Hello, and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, now in its ninth year, and five-time winner of Best of Gwinnett Award in Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Practices. Rachel Sherry and I invite you to visit wholefoodhealthcoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is Changing Lives. Work Well is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinion, and my faith designed to bring you compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support on your wellness journey. Work Well comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. Now from living rooms to boardrooms via Business Radio X, you're listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. Okay, let's do this. I'm starting with a funny story today. You may have to get out your dictionary to find out um, what this word means, but this joke starts with, uh, I call it two lines is what I'm calling it. Up in heaven, there are two lines, one with a sign that says, if you were henpecked, line up here. The other says, if you weren't henpecked, line up here. One day, St. Peter was looking at the new arrivals, and he saw the henpecked line going on forever, while the non-henpecked line had only one guy standing in it. St. Peter walked up to him and said, you mean to tell me you were never henpecked in your whole life? The guy said, well, I don't know about that. All I know is this is where my wife told me to stand. <laughs> I know not everybody understands the word henpecked, but now you do. Um, so I'm glad that you got a chuckle out of that. So I like the funny side of things. I think it, you know, we've got to laugh at something. And so finding those is part of the fun of my podcast. So if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that every week I seek to offer you inspiration and information. I encourage you to challenge yourself, change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something, or at least begin a healthy self-dialogue to excite and generate movement towards your healthier self. So we've done a lot this year already. And January, we had a theme of new beginnings and new you. February was all about heart health, your uh, physical heart and your heart of hearts. And then March, my husband Jack joined me for a marvelous marriage marathon month. And we spent five weeks in a row on that topic. And then in April, we did a whole spring clean um, kind of a theme. And Caleb, my grandson, was with me on that one or a few of those. And then Women's Health Month was super fun. But now we are at the end of Men's Health Month. And this particular podcast is just rocking my world because all of the wolf men are around the table today. So assembled in this studio today are some of the greatest men 
I've ever known. Lots of testosterone here today, but I um, completely grew up with that. I'm kind of outnumbered um, on that on that front. 49 years of married life. My husband Jack, our sons Jeremy and Chad, and our first bun, firstborn grandchild Caleb. So men, brothers, fathers, husbands, sons, grandson. So five podcasts this month, and I'm I'm saved the best for last. Oh yeah. So, hello, gentlemen. Give us a shout out. Hello. We're back. <laughs> How are we doing? <laughs> awesome. There you go. Well, the enthusiasm, I can feel yeah, it. I, I can feel it resonating. Hang on. I need a drink of water. Um, yeah. Got to hey, try and stop these guys from all this. It's, gr- it's great to be sharing. back. Well, it's good to, good to see you. Does anybody want to give a shout out to anybody who's listening, any family members or friends or uh, someone? This is your opportunity to say Hi. I'd like to say hi to my wife, Stephanie. Hey, hey babe. Uh, so good to see you. <laughs> Glad to be on there. And listen, these guys, when we get together, it's crazy. I mean, there is, uh, there's not a lot of silence in the room, and the laughter and the sarcasm is absolutely off the chains. If you don't like sarcasm, you do not want to hang out with us as a family outing. That no. is absolutely sure. No. Is that, am I right on that, Caleb? 100%. Okay, good. Yeah, so uh, let's see. Anybody shout out. Uh, shout out. Go ahead. I'd like to thank all my fans <laughs> all across the globe. All of you who are tuning in, I know you're thrilled. What he meant to say was his wife. <laughs> we'll probably hear this at some point. Well, she is shout my, out, mom. She is my, <laughs> she is my greatest fan. Yes, absolutely. There you go. That's a good, good answer. I'll say hi to my wife. I know they told me they're going to listen to this. So hi to Annie, Regan, and Isabella. Thanks for listening to me. And we're very uh, sorry for what you're about to hear, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that disclaimer. I kept thinking, should I have that disclaimer that says, you know. Thoughts and comments shared on our podcast today are not necessarily the... I really wish I had a disclaimer when I try to listen to one in your, uh, yours and Papa's. Yeah, I fast-forwarded through that one. <laughs> yeah. Actually. Uh, bring I went it, on to bring the next... I got about 10 minutes next, in, yep, I had to go. I was like, okay. Uh, Couldn't hit skip track fast TMI. enough. TMI. Time for the next episode. <laughs> well, uh, I think I know the one you're talking about. I yeah, I'm sure you do. Both of us. <laughs> got uncomfortable in my office really quick. <laughs> I don't think there was any surprises that, uh, you know, we have a physical relationship, especially sitting around <laughs> No, but it's not something you want to just rehash <laughs> uh, on a podcast. <laughs> I lived it. I'm good. Well, it was a podcast, no videos. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, Sorry. here we go. Move on. We're in trouble already. Bring, bring, bring us back in. No, no, that's great. This is really what I expected. So what we're going to do is we're going to kind of take a look at the Wolf family history, kind of a little bit going back. I know that I am so proud of all of you. This is why I wanted you to be here. And our family's pretty amazing, and I don't mind telling people about it. I think it's pretty cool that we are as close as we are, and we have as much fun as we have, and all the work that we do to try to stay close. To me, that's the best part of family, and we really lean into those things, don't we? Yes. Yes. I brought a close friend to a dinner with all of us recently. And her comments after were, I've never been around anyone like this. And I told her, I was like, that's what's crazy because growing up, I kind of had this idea that everybody was kind of, you know, you're, you're a kid, you have a small world view and like everybody's kind of like your family. But then as I grew up, I realized more and more and like, nope, nobody's like my family. Oh, that's a good thing. Though. Is that a good? That's a great <laughs> thing. That's a great thing. <laughs> it's not like the Adams family or the <laughs> Munsters or something. But I mean, it depends on the day. But more yeah, times that's than true. Not, yeah. That's true. Give us time. Uh, you know, we can grow on you. I suppose at some point. 
Um, but yeah, I, I do. I admit that. I'm just super proud and I'm grateful for you guys making the time today and making um, extra effort because today is a work day. And um, But you're here. I mean, Chad came in from... Texas, so Houston to Atlanta, and you know trains, planes, and automobiles. Well, not mm -hmm. trains, but uh, at least planes and automobiles. So I'm glad you're here. Yeah, it's good to be here. Super cool. All right, so I'm super proud of these people. And when I think back about my life, you've heard enough about my life, you know, over time. You who are listening, and you know that 15 year old beginning, and my husband of 17 year old. And then when I look at this table, I'm like super thrilled and proud. Mm. So it's something that I think, you know, isn't always. I always say I don't recommend it the way that we started, but we made it work. You know, things don't always go the way you plan them. I had planned to be an attorney. And, um, but that changed and I'm not looking back going, oh, that's kind of, you know, too bad. No, I love every part about my life. And so my history, and then Jack, share a little bit about your history. Wow. That's a, my oh, history oh, as, as a, as a, as a father or as a son or well, bringing us together. I mean, oh, bringing us together. Kind of like yeah. 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 History, so, you know, uh, don't get into too much detail cause right. I know the, well, we, you know, we, we met and in high school and, um, <laughs> end of story. No. Yeah. That's where we go. Very <laughs> Beginning of 15. Story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we were pregnant when we got to the altar. And we were. We oh, were you yes, were. Yeah, I was. Uh, you know, but uh, anyhow. So yeah, we had that uh, interesting, uh, surprising start that wasn't planned. Uh, but then uh, you know, uh, Jeremy was born. There was no question that we were going to get married. We were so proud to have a have a son, and, uh, and then you know, proud again to have a second son. But this the uh, the Prouder. you know. The, the, uh, definitely. Oh, yeah. My goodness. Uh, well, I can't say much. With you. <laughs> Practice made perfect. No, I will say that. I know my place. Um, <laughs> you know, being a 17-year-old father certainly was a, a challenge. I didn't uh, have, a, have a clue uh, about it, and it made a ton of uh, mistakes uh, along the way. <laughs> Uh, for uh, for sure, and uh, one one little story popped in my head. I remember. Uh, I mean, I was a pretty pretty tough father early on, and uh, and and uh, as 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 Jeremy was just a young kid, and um, I I was that kind of father because I was mimicking some of my own father's stuff. Only I didn't want to do some of the things my father did that were uh, not not really good for for me whatsoever, as far as uh, pretty physical. Uh, abuse type of thing, but I was very strong in uh, what I wanted uh, Jeremy to do. You know, like if I called your name, uh, you don't 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 say huh from the room. You know, you just come on in the room, um, that that type of thing. And that was it was really pr pretty uh, too strong, way too strong. And uh, and I, I learned uh, that this is not going to really work, um, even though he was obedient to the call of my name or hearing his name. Um, he was more afraid of me than than anything else, and that was that that bothered me. And then mom, mom helped, you know, uh, to help me to to see that. And and then you know I got got really more involved in my faith and learned that uh, you know hey this is. I got to change, and so I, I begin to change. I, I think one thing that we all know this: there's no such thing as a perfect parent. Everybody gets a lot right. Everybody gets a lot wrong. Um, but the main thing is to try to grow through all of that. I will say uh, one memory that popped in my head uh, when you were a teenager. 
um, you were, you were, we were getting into, our, our family's very vocal. Uh, we were getting into a little skirmish when you were like 15, 16 or 17. And I remember saying to you, Hey, give me a break. I've never raised a 16 year old. I said, Chad, he's going to have a big benefit because I'm testing everything out on you, <laughs> on you, but I've never been through this either. So, you know, but Hey, you know, one of the things, uh, that, that we've, I feel we've always been pretty communicative, pretty open. When we make a mistake, we admit it. And we try to try to deepen our relationship every single year from early on. And we've, we've been very vocal and communicative and, and, you know, as a father. And I didn't have that as a dad. So, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for what God's given me and us as a family uh, all, the way around, all the way around. But at any rate. Caleb, you have a question. Caleb is my co-host today, well, so he is in charge. Go just I can't relate to being a dad, obviously, but obviously. just to tag along Thank what you. he's saying, um, it's a bar of soap method. I guess talked about a lot, right? Where it's like, can't hold it too tight, be too strict. They'll resent you. They'll act out. You don't want that. Yeah, you can't let it go completely because they're you know they're too young to have that kind of freedom. So it's that it's that fine line that you have to strike. And at least in my experience, and it sounds like a lot of experiences that gets uh better handled the the more if you're the first child i guess it gets better handled as it goes because i think everybody's first child i would assume you just have no idea what you're doing you know like you think you're ready but i don't know if anybody can truly be ready for that until it's there because every family's unique and every child's unique every parent's Mm -hmm. unique so there's no cookie cutter you know kids right and i think there's an element too that's always important of like you have to you have to have a balance because you you as a father, you have to be an authoritative figure, but at the same time, it's like you want to have that friend element too, because that, that's something that'll example. carry, right? Because the, the, the friend element is what's going to carry you through the day to day, in my experience. It's good with both with both parents. Yeah, because it's you know the, the being able to have a conversation at dinner about something that's not serious or something that I would maybe be talking to my friends about is a cool thing to have, and that's something not everybody does. So. Mm. I think there's an element of that that's important, too, for respect. Mm. That's good. Chad, I, I just want to go on record, and since these podcasts live in inf- <laughs> infamy or forever, that I definitely paved the way for you. So <laughs> I would just like you to continue to express Sorry, that Sorry, I wasn't gratitude. trying to set you up. <laughs> I probably should thank you. I didn't have much of a curfew. I kind of just did what I wanted when I wanted. You're welcome. So thanks a lot. I took notes on the differences of cars, <laughs> curfews, <laughs> earrings. <laughs> You're like, who is this guy? <laughs> that was funny. Well, you know, and, and as a, you know, as a, as a growing dad, you know, you, you start to read and you start to assume that just because you're able to procreate doesn't mean you know anything about, about this whole deal. Mm. So, you know, uh, over time... Uh, you know, you, you start reading and saying, go, okay, I need to figure some things out. And I remember going to Bible college that one of the things that, uh, that they were talking about, the, how students learn, you know, in the different age groups when from two to four, I mean, just all, all through. Uh, and I thought, well, this is pretty fascinating. This might, because uh, I, being in, I mean, I had kids so young, you know, so most of the guys in Bible college didn't even have families. And I thought, well, this would apply to my own, uh, my own home. And so I could, would try to take those principles and try to apply it and try to work through it. And, um, you know, one of the things I guess that I, I uh, one of my great memories um, as a dad was during the season in both of y'all's life when I played, we, we were in a pool league together. 
because you like to shoot pool. Who are you? Who are you? Oh, I'm talking to Jeremy. Yeah, I'm talking to Jeremy Wolf. Jeremy Wolf. We're not on video. Sorry. (laughs) uh, My oldest son Jeremy and we would go. We were in a in a pool league together, and during the same time, Chad and I were in a bowling league uh, together. And and bowling leagues were they were like we did that for several years. They Mm -hmm. were like the Holy Rollers. The, we were the we were the <laughs> holy right. <laughs> 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 yep <laughs> but you know those were just such special times for me you know being in the truck together and interacting and just having fun around the sport this is a great time to build relationship and those we did that for more than one year i think we did it several years actually mm-hmm. and uh, and a bowling league is like like 32 weeks or they're like a long time. Bowlers take it seriously. We're going to stretch this thing out. <laughs> yeah. You don't have your bowling ball. <laughs> but, you know, bonding as a, as a dad or as a father and son during those times were just, you know, super special. Yeah. Love hearing this. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Profound. Well, I think communication is key uh, with your kids. Yeah. You know, you just got to have an open open dialogue and it's funny that um you were talking about you know just always trying to be better so i was just talking to isabella about this in the way way here i was like you know i'm never going to be a perfect dad but i'll keep trying i'll do my best you know to always continue to grow and i told her just as humans we should always try and be better be the best version of ourselves we can be mm. that's good and never that, stop growing that, that's something too i just want to tag on and that's something that's been the most important for, I think, honestly, the whole family is that level of communication of, like, yep. there's there's no judgment. And on top of that, like, everybody just wants what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And you know you know where it's coming from. And that's important. I think, like, it gets another fine line. But, like, like kind of like you said, like, you want them to be the best versions of themselves, not the best version of you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, I feel like, something that we see a lot. I can think of examples of people that I know that are in situations where they're just almost being like forged by their, you know, by their parental figures, because that's how, you know, a lot, some parents operate. So I think that's a very important thing to figure out how to help them be the best version of them that they want to be and not the version that you want to see them as like, that's an important distinction and something we can tell, obviously Chad's done well, the girls are amazing. And then thank you. I like to think I'm somewhat okay myself. <laughs> I think you did all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you both, y'all did great. I love the, uh, for a grandparent, I mean, I know you guys aren't there yet. And of course, Caleb, you're not a parent yet. No. But, Nor right, close. there's nothing no, you want to no. disclose, right? Okay, good. You got a few years. Um, just want to make sure here. Um, <laughs> Maybe but decades. You'll, you'll realize how important it is when your kids come home to see you and, the, you know, as a grandparent and the grandkids and all that. It just means so much to us at any age, really. And we started young. So obviously, we've had a lot, you know, of time with our grandkids and we were young enough to enjoy them and do all kinds of things with them, you know, all the time too. And I, I know when we come out to Texas and visit with, uh, with Chad and Annie and the girls, we, we stay with them. We live there at their house, which is different because Jeremy and Shanna and Caleb live close to us. So we don't go stay at their house. You know, we see them on a regular basis, but it's a little bit of a different, um, relationship there, even though we all work at being close and staying close. So I thought it might be cool for you guys to tell how how does our family work towards staying close to one another? I think it's uh, mimicked by what Dad talked about that, that started pretty early on, really is finding connection points and 
things that interest one another and opportunities to just gather, whether it's one-on-one or with, you know, a few or the whole family. I think it really began there and it was very intentional. I think that that kind of set the trajectory throughout and, and, and it didn't ever have to be necessarily even going out. I think sometimes people lose the opportunities uh, within the home. Sometimes it was connecting around a, a television show or something like that that we could all enjoy. Um, but just those connection points, I think that's, and it just builds over time, I, I believe. Yeah, I love to hear you guys talk about Seinfeld or, you know, the, the different <laughs> verbiage that comes out of you sometimes that it somehow relates back to a Seinfeld episode. And now Caleb's even, and, you know, listening and stuff. Really, so this is not a plug for Seinfeld. Caleb. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> there's too much. It's a good thing. Way too many hours over the last couple of months. <laughs> that's all right. Powerful stuff. You guys. So um, I know that right now there's, you know, like the unique things that Jack, you're doing with um, with Chad, like a weekly thing. You guys, you know, have some time together as far as, um, you know, reading business books or faith books or whatever. Chad, do you want to mention anything along those lines? Uh, Yeah, I mean, we just we get together. I mean, it's pretty fluid, but it's usually every Tuesday we get together, do a Zoom call. and we'll go through a book, and then when we finish that book, we'll typically, you know, banter around some book ideas and see what what's next on the list, and just keep going. I love that this time. I guess you guys both put your names, the names of the books together, and there was one that you both had chosen or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> that happens a lot, especially when we read our books. We highlight a lot of the same stuff. It's, <laughs> so it's amazing. It's, it's pretty uncanny. We laugh about it, don't we? How long we've we been doing that? Four uh, years, four or five years? A number. Yeah, it feels like a while. It's been a minute. Yeah. She, how long have you been in Houston? Since 2014. Yeah. We've been doing it for it's a minute. Been a little bit. Yep. And then um, I know Jeremy's got an office close by. And um, so, you know, every time I can't find Dad, I know he's over there at Jeremy's <laughs> office hanging out or out at the. I'm place. glad he moved his office there because I, I pop know. in quite frequently. <laughs> he's probably thinking yeah. about moving the <laughs> office by now. <laughs> isn't he? You know, I mean, that, the the great thing about the, the that kind of connection with my boys is, you know, I love dropping in to see Jeremy, hear what's going on, but I also share what's going on in my own mm-hmm. life, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like... It's uh, not a one-way street. It's not one way. And Chad and I, when we're doing books together, I mean, I'm offering something, but he's offering something back to me, so it's not... It's It's a... It's a, a equal relationship as far as what we're learning, and he's done so much for me and uh, things, insights, and it, it works back and forth. And so growing together and realizing um, how beautiful that is. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy and I are the same way. We talk and share. And I mean, listen, that's to me uh, that's as good as it as it gets right there. That kind of open relationship where um, they're sewing into my life as their dad and um, that doesn't get any better than that and that's what's great too I meant to bring this up earlier but um, the ability to hear you know even from me who's obviously younger than all of you for all three of you it counts where y'all like I I feel y'all listening to me in a sense of like it's I don't feel like I'm being looked down upon because I'm younger or because like my insight doesn't matter and it's it's been like that for like mm. I said, the whole family pretty much all the time. And that's been like great to not feel inferior just because I'm younger and like people actually hear what I have to say. It's always been a great thing for me and it's very like self validating thing for sure. So mm. that's good. 
If you don't mind, I want to... I don't I mind. Don't, I, it's derailing a little bit, but it's still on the topic. Okay. But y- you gave me this um, this kind of prompt for what we were doing. I did. And I was thinking last night, I wanted to come up with a good question. And I got one. It's pretty broad. That's why I like it, because I think you guys might interpret it in a different way. Because I think it's different for everybody, and that's why I want to ask. So, what does it mean to you to be a man? Like, what... Trying to think, I mean, trying to think of maybe a more clear way to ask this, but wh- like, what is your version of manly? You can give me traits, you can give me actions, you can give me what you own, anything. I, I think that, I mean, just off the top of my head, I think that everybody's version of manly is going to be different. I agree. Um, I don't think there's one definition that says this is what's manly. Mm-hmm. You know, that's this is my initial thought. Well, that's a good. That's a great. That's a great insight, actually. Now I could tell you what. I mean, I'd have to think through it, obviously, a little bit. But I could tell you what defines me as a man. But what defines me as a man is going to be different than what defines you or Jeremy, or anybody. I guess I ask this because I hear the phrase a lot um, with people, where they just they'll say in, in regards to mental health that they just they don't feel like they're a man, or they don't feel like they're man enough. And I hear these kinds of, you know, these masculine focused things a lot. And I guess the reason I wanted to ask it, because I just want to know, like, what does that mean? <laughs> you're not a man, like, you don't see yourself as a man or you don't feel like you're a man. Because that's something that's very common. Like, I've, I've heard it just eavesdropping on a few conversations over the years. And it's just, it's always confused me because I'm like, I feel like there's this idea that people have of what they have to become to be that. But it's confusing to me because that should be completely different for everyone. And I also, I just, I don't know. It's interesting to me because I feel like what I see as being a man and what others do are not the same at all. So I guess I'm just, I'm curious. Just Well, I think it'd be easy maybe to confuse masculinity with manhood maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I know it's a delicate subject, you know, in this day and time and everything else that's going on. Yeah. So I'll just, you know, but from a, from a broad level and from a, I'll be 49 this year. You know, when I, when I look back uh, as a young boy, you know, you tended to look at those superheroes, those strong people, Idols. Um, you know, uh, action figures, um, you know, whatnot that you aspired to maybe be like or wish that you were built like that or whatever. Right. Um, and I think that's a completely different thing because unfortunately we're all physically very different and, um, so masculinity and manhood to me, totally different. And Mm -hmm. I think by, by keeping those two things separate, Mm -hmm. some people are just more masculine just by build, just by nature. Some have wiry frames, some have heavier frames that doesn't, but that doesn't, some of the manliest men that I've ever come across didn't, they weren't very masculine but they were some serious men. Yeah, and I guess that's a, that's, a good, that's a good point. There's a lot in there. What I've learned, I guess what masculinity means to me, because, you know, I think about it, and, you know, to be a little open, I struggled with it in high school, like not feeling masculine enough. And I've, gone, I've been through a lot in the last four or so years, just a lot of incidents, and I'm in a completely different place now, and when I ask myself why and thinking about it before we came on here, I think what I, like, came to the conclusion the moment that I think I kind of lost that problem of, like, not feeling manly enough or masculine enough 
is that these are all just made up metrics in our head that we are all followed or not all, I, I shouldn't say, but that most, most of society follows. And there, there are these visions and like, these are the, you know, the contenders of what makes you masculine. You know, they're, they're usually pretty textbook stuff, but, and even kind of ancient old timey stuff, if you ask me. But I think to me, what, when I realized like for the first time that I didn't have that problem anymore, like I wasn't concerned about being a certain way or being anything was when I just started doing things that I wanted to do. And I did them off of only me wanting to do them and not what other people would see if I did that. And when I started making like those kinds of decisions, I feel like the the whole comparison thing fell off for me. That's the word I was looking. I was yeah. going to bring in because I think the comparisons. You know, when I did the Women's Health Month, that was one thing because every human compares themselves in some way, shape, or form with another human. You know, even if it's you know women in the workplace and wanting to you know to have a position and being paid the same as the man that's in the same position. I mean, all of those things. You know, we're always comparing ourselves mm-hmm. among ourselves, and that's where some of that identity and some of the things that are a little more complicated, you know, come into play, but usually we're choosing those things based on external things. Like I'm looking at, like I liked um, Jeremy's answer there about masculinity versus manhood, because I think like a lot of times that thing is what we see with our eyes. And to me, the strength of a man is who he is, not what he does or, you know, what he looks like, but who he is, that inner quality, the inner character you know, his core values, his love of living, his love of people, his love of, you know, sports or hobbies, you know, all those kind of things. It really makes a person a person, not necessarily the physical side of things. And um, so that's kind of, you know, our focus is when I teach, you know, clean, because my acronym is, you know, core values or our character, lifestyle, how we live out, what we say we believe. Because a lot of times we say we believe one thing and then we don't really you know, live into that so that um, it really is an inner quality. And then exercise, because I want to get to that too today. And, um, you know, the fitness level of things as well as nutrition and um, and attitude, because I um, w- you mentioned mental health and some of those things too, because how do we help keep, or you men, I'm going to ask you, because it's who our listeners are today, how do you stay strong mentally as a man or mentally, emotionally? What does that mean to you? And Caleb, you've got your hand raised for... I was just going to say my immediate answer to that is something we were just talking about, and that would be as hard as it is to do, train your brain as much as you can to stop comparing yourself. Yeah. And your only competition, be yourself. There you go. Because, like I said, the comparison thing, it's all in your head. At the end of the day, we're all people, regardless of what you have, what you don't. And the only thing making you think otherwise is yourself. And so I think once you can get past that and just start, you'll, you'll start doing things for you and things will typically go your way. So growing and strengthening. So how do you guys grow and strengthen your physical life, your um, mental, you know, strengths? I know, you know, Jack and um, Chad talking about, you know, the books and business type things that dad and um, Jeremy and, you know, the things that um, that we do on a regular basis. So I know you guys connect on a physical level, the things that you do. I love to um, mention that you are actually here to go on a run tomorrow. So um, let's talk about marathoning and some of the other things that you guys do to keep, stay strong, whether it's mental, emotional. Well, uh, for me, the physical part is huge, but it also plays into my mental part. Um, for me, 
you know, staying physically fit and those kind of things help me, helps me stay level headed. Um, you know, so I, I do a lot, I do a lot of things, uh, obviously, um, you know, I cycle, I run, I lift, uh, you know, I lift weights. And so those are all the things I enjoy doing, but I also do things with my kids too, in that regard, mm. you know, that helps me mentally too, cause I'm spending time with my kids. Um, I rock climb with my youngest, uh, Regan, um, Isabel and I will go on runs together or work out together, um, at the gym. You know, we even, uh, when they were little, we don't do it as much anymore. When they were little, we would always go on ride runs together. I would run and they'd ride their bike. Um, you know, so those are just some of the things that I do, you know, physically and mentally. That's good that you're, you know, teaching them that too at a young age. I, you know, we've been a part of that ride and run kind of scenario when we come out there. So that's super fun for them to have that. I wish we'd have been more active, you know, like that as parents with you guys, because I know you didn't get that from us. I used to joke about, you know, my lack of fitness for that reason until I, you know, got in the fifties. And then at, you know, after that, I decided I needed to um, really take better care of myself. And I, I regret that I didn't think about that at Caleb's age at 22 or, you mm. know, that where I was not just physically, but also financially and some of the other things that we a lot of times uh, talk about that we wish we'd done a little bit different. Well, I ran with dad oh, uh, when, we, when we lived over in oh, yeah. Duluth. We've been running for yeah. a minute. Mm-hmm. I've been running okay, for then about. Evidently, it's just me. Yeah, we'd always, we'd always, we'd, <laughs> not, we'd actually run right down it. off Sugarloaf. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah I, I, Saint Julian. Yeah, I'm running about thirty brains, years at least. Yeah. You know, and I've had little sabbaticals here and there, but yeah, me too. Uh, yep. But running has been what? running. Running is my first love. Yeah, me too. Yep. We've run a lot. We've done a lot of runs together. Yep. A few marathons. And uh, now Jeremy's been training. And yeah, this will be our This will be our fourth, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Our fourth half marathon together. Nice. So that's cool. Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. And this one's uh, local. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He, Finally. He, yeah. He, he's, he's come to me enough. I, I owed him one. I, I, I need to come run in his neck of the woods. Perfect. I think uh, back to the, the question, I guess, and I'm sure Dad has a lot of thoughts, too, Go as ahead. far as the mental health. and Yeah. Um, you know, I think, uh, obviously, for me, uh my faith first and foremost is one of the things that, that helps, mm. um, helps me weather storms. And, you know, I mean, here, here recently definitely had a lot of storms and a lot of things. Um, and the other thing I would, you know, so there, there are personal individual things that you can do and that we can do as, as people, male or female. Um, you know, for me, it's journaling and, and reading and, you know, filling my mind with, with as much positive thought on top of obviously the scripture and, and my prayer and, you know, and stuff like that, but definitely fit, keeping my mind as full as possible. And, um, and for me, I, I try to stay as consistent as possible. I don't always do it, um, every single day, but I try to be as consistent as possible in that. And the other thing I think w- regarding mental health, is uh, that many times this missed is who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. It's, That's re- true. it's really point. your tribe, you know, those people that, that, mm-hmm. that have that influence and that you can be open and honest with and really talk about real life stuff and real pains, real hurts, real insecurities, you know, the nitty gritty stuff that, that we know that many times we don't share. So I think being able to have that community, those people around you is really important to mental health as well. Yeah, no question. I mean, I resonate with that. Um, I've always been someone who doesn't mind talking to other people about what's going on in my head and uh, for, for years. And, 
you know, having someone else's perspective and hearing things, a certain part of my devotional life is absolutely critical, you know, to, uh, to me and to get up early and write journal. And there's the cool thing is there's really not a script like there's, that's the problem. A lot of times, you know, we got to find something that works. I think the outcome is you're looking forward to what's going to help me mentally get focused back where I need to be and think in a right manner. Um, you know, cause sometimes I'll have a night that I'm just, I wake up, I'm, I'm tossed and turned, I'm discouraged. And, uh, instead of writing that discouragement through the day, I get up and I mean, this, it helps set my mind right you know, getting writing and thinking and, you know, the books that Chad and I read, uh, they, they, yep. they help tremendously, um, as well. And so, um, yeah, that's, uh, and I think, uh, that's being not just a, not man or woman, but just as a human being for crying out loud, you got to take care of every aspect of your, of your life. So body, soul, and spirit. That's the biggest um, message that we have always, you know, on this podcast, but really from our life after, you know, our turmoil, those first seven years of figuring things out and being kids that were raising kids, and then then kind of getting on track to the things that we believe now and just growing more in those things and getting, Mm -hmm. you know, we're certainly still growing, still changing, still improving, and there's always room for improvement for sure. So um, we're getting towards the end of our time together today, so I want to make sure we cover a couple of things for us, and I want you to be thinking about this particular question as we get ready to close, because this will be your closing thoughts. Um, What piece of advice do you want to give here? Because this is a digital message. Basically, it's going to live forever, so um, way beyond me and you and and, um, into the lives of the generations to come. So what kind of um, piece of advice or something that you want to leave or give to your children, grandchildren, great-grands, the generations that are going to follow you? So be thinking about that as we um, as we kind of bring. I know that's a big, big ask, but wow. it's just going to be, this is not necessarily profound, like forever kind of, you know, thing. Don't, don't be... Um, thinking too deep or too t- too difficult on it, but um, I'm giving you a heads up there so that you can kind of be prepared for that. Um, but, Caleb, you, did you have anything else that you wanted to bring to the table today as we uh, start to get to the close? Um, I don't specifically, but on the last topic, I was going to say um, I don't run marathons, but something <laughs> that does help me, like if I have writer's block or something, or if I'm just struggling mentally, whatever it may be, like just going for a walk for like 10, 20 minutes even. That's good. Like you did, I think when people hear like you have to exercise every day, they think like, you know, lifting weights, getting on the they bench. Do. It's like, I think you can really... <laughs> and it, and it's, it's, not, it's not the same for everybody. Right, Like exactly. what works for me is not going to work for you. Like mm-hmm. there's things that my wife likes to do exercise-wise that I don't enjoy. And I don't enjoy. Like for me, I wouldn't want to go on a walk. Mm-hmm. But it works for you. Right. So Yeah, and, you know, like, that's the and point. it helps that's you. I have, a, I have a very nice walk. <laughs> we live on a houseboat, so we have a long dock to walk down. <laughs> yeah. It's very therapeutic. You have to walk but, that whether you want to or not. But nice yeah, view. like I always come back, like if I'm working on something, especially like something with writing or working on YouTube or whatever it is, like when I walk and then come back and just take a minute, I'm like refreshed and ready to go mm-hmm. again. And I think that that's important. And I think, I don't know, we're, we're living in an age where a lot of people are inside or mm-hmm. sitting down, especially a lot. Yeah. And I think just getting out and like walking for even a short amount of time 
sitting there. Speaking my language. Would make more of a difference than you would think. That's the key. We didn't get into nutrition today. Now you guys have to come back because we have to have a whole... I love to talk about what you're eating. Remember... (laughs) I don't think you do. (laughs) Remember... (laughs) I don't think you do. Uh, Crumble. You're holding the Snickers. Cookies, I know, right? So, I know. But, you know, just fueling your body. That's all I'll say. Just fuel your body for what you're um, asking of it. And I know that we all have goals in those kind of areas. And so our future thoughts, you know, things like, you know... Um, Dad and I are going to be celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary next year. So, you know, that's a big thing coming up. And Isabella's graduating. I mean, there's so many things that in the next year, I'm um, not going to mention that our oldest oh, go son is going to be turning 50. Yeah, 50. Obviously, they know that, right? Yeah, because baby. He doesn't look Bravo. He doesn't. But, uh, yeah, so there's big things coming up in the future. Anybody have anything that they want to share as far as their final thought? And um, and so we're going to go from um, oldest to youngest. So I knew keep it short. That. We've got three uh, minutes. Three minutes. Okay, here we go. Whoa. Final thought. Uh, core value, um, man, keep, keep families more, more important than anything else in life, uh, more important than promotions and careers and cars and trucks and all that, and, and build a family, do whatever you can to do that. And that, that, that lifestyle that you have to have, incorporate those kind of things. Chad's done it. Uh, Jeremy does it. You know, they incorporate those lifestyle things where it's not just a, it's a task, but it's a part of what they do every day. Um, you know, work out together. I'm, I'm getting this in there. Work, <laughs> exercise. You know, do think, do fun things together. Take trips together. Find out what other, I like Chad does rock climbing, you know, with uh, Regan. You know, the, find out what your kids like to do and do some activities together exercise-wise and ask them instead of tell them. And then uh, have an attitude that says, you know what, I'm going to be open and transparent uh, with my kids and my family members so that I can continue to grow. And then, of course, for crying out loud, try to put the best fuel in your body as you can. If you need a good health coach, try Stephanie Wolf. Whole food, <laughs> she is my whole food health coach. There we go. There's my closing thought. All right, Jeremy. <laughs> So what was the question? My the legacy, or what am I wanting to? Yeah, leave? what do you want to say as your final, you know, your words oh. to people if they're going to listen twenty years from now? Yeah, um, the the little things in life are the big things. Mm. Oh, that's good. Um, you know, it's it really is the the walks, the times that we take with our our friends, our family, our kids, mm. our grandkids. Those are the things that that endure. Um, things themselves don't endure. Yeah. Very good. Good word. Chad. Um, my thought would be, and this is something I've been trying to work on more, is just be present. Mm. Mm. It's hard. It's it's easy to get wrapped up in your head and and all the all the things that you got going on, the bills you got to pay, the job you got to do, things tasks are hanging over your head, trips to pay for, you know, all, you know all those things, and, it, and you it, you kind of get up in your head and you're not even being in the moment mm. with. Uh, whether you're with your wife or your kids. So just be present. That's great. Great word. And even, you know, for yourself, you know, I like that for you, that you take time for you too, you know, that self-care that um, that each of you mentioned, you know, too, that that way you can show up in your best. Yeah. One quick thing on what Chad said. So I I heard something that if you'll hug a person, this was on Ed Milet's uh, podcast yesterday, if you'll hug a person for seven seconds, your body gets the two positive releases uh oh your endorphins yes serotonin and oxytocin uh, serotonin there are those two right there i would say you know listen to my podcast let's touch let's touch (laughs) that extra hug i thought that was amazing seven seconds and being present you know sometimes you're so quick to pull away yeah that's good six seconds doesn't get it 
Wow. Five seconds doesn't get it. The magic number scientifically is seven. Just I as a disclaimer, make sure you have that permission permission <laughs> from the person to actually it's hug very, you. It's very you might get in trouble. Can you sign this disclaimer? We're about to hug for seven seconds. May I hug you for seven seconds? <laughs> All right, Caleb. Well, advice to my following generations. Um, life is short. It can leave you whenever you don't know when it's coming. The one thing that's inevitable is that we all die. Please be yourself. Please don't be a sheep. Please be who you want to be. And yeah, we need people like that to keep this, to keep society moving forward. So we need innovators. We need people that go outside the box and that will be themselves no matter what judgment that brings. Just keep bringing that energy. All right, so I've written uh, many poems and books and prayers and journals and blogs and um, now the digital messages that I've been doing through podcast. And um, the message that I always share is live long, but live strong. And so it's not just about the length of your life. It's how well you live. And um, for me, my core values are really what I want to leave people with, my faith in Jesus Christ, the closeness of a family like these amazing people around me and our godly character. Because to me, that's the heirloom that I want to leave. You know, there's no earthly treasure, I think, that values, you know, and those kinds of things like we've all set around this table. So leave those lessons learned, you know, good and bad. Um, and um, the scripture that I want to end with is Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where the thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. All right, you've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. For information about our corporate wellness programs, virtual classes, and our individual coaching programs, go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. Thank you, Wolf Men. Yeah, for joining me today. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well personally and professionally. See you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life. Hello.